Welcome to Get the Feck Out, a podcast for wannabe expats. If you want to move to another country, we want to help you. I'm Tara Calliman, an American living in Ireland with my family, enjoying the crack. I'm Caroline Donahue, an American getting ready to move from Los Angeles to Berlin with too many pets. Join us for episodes with practical tips and advice born from our experience getting the feck out. Here's the show. Hello, and welcome to GTFO Podcast. This is a super special episode because Caroline is approximately 72 hours away from her departure, time and date. Like, she will be moving to another country in 72 hours. So we thought it might be a good time to record an episode and see, check in with her, see how she's doing. Uh, there are a few different topics that I think have bubbled to the surface during during the past maybe week for her that I think will be interesting to talk about. And we're just going to dig right in. So Caroline, hi, how are you? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, yeah, I think that's the theme that keeps coming up is we're just so tired. Um, and it's yeah. like a it's like a muscle weariness too, right? It's like kind of a full body tired. Like it's not just your brain is tired, but I think every part of your body is tired. Yeah, I yeah? mean, I think depending on how you do the move, um, depending on how you're framing it, we have been framing it as. Um, I, I did an interview with Susan Orlean a while back, and she said that the way she started her writing career was that she took her cues from the Vikings, which was that when they landed on a new shore, they burned their ships. So their, their options were to conquer or to die. And I I don't think we're planning on dying, but we are kind of, I mean, we're selling the car. We are not doing storage units at all. We either shipped it or packed it or got rid of it. So there's been a lot of hauling things to the curb. There's been a lot of bulky item pickup. There's been a lot of um, donation runs. So yeah, I would say that's accurate just because of all of the hauling and also the terrible sleep that has been happening or not happening, mm. I suppose. T- tell me about the dreams you've been having. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I had a dream maybe it was at some point in the last week cause I, the days are all blurring together, but I had one where, um, I was supposed to get on like an airport shuttle bus and it was a full size kind of bus. And, um, and basically what happened was I was supposed to be on the bus. I was not on the bus because I I felt like I had the wrong suitcase. And then I was like, Oh no, I don't have the right suitcase. And I got off the bus and Barry was on the bus And I, I went into the house and I was like, there were suitcases kind of open everywhere. And I was like, oh no, I don't know which one to grab. And now the bus is going to leave without me. And then I realized that I didn't have any glasses and I didn't have any contacts and I wasn't wearing any, and I just couldn't see at all. And that was pretty much the whole dream. Probably, we probably don't have to do much in-depth analysis on that to, uh, yeah, probably not. See, see uh, what's coming up for you. I was trying to, like, when, when you mentioned dreams earlier, I sort of started to try to think about some of the dreams I had. And it was along the same lines. It was that I was completely unprepared for something, that there was something massive that I'd forgotten or not thought about. Um, 
And I also had some like crazy things from my past come up like right before Mm. I was getting ready to move, like past people, past things where I think it was just sort of like I, I had no idea what was going to be happening. So I think Mm. my, my subconscious was like digging deep for like, Oh, let's, let's find something for you to, to be able to think about and, and freak out about because the future is so (laughs) unknown in some respects. I don't know. I just remember the, the dreams were crazy and yeah, you don't, you don't really know what's happening. You know that you're leaving and you know, you have all these things to do, but it sort of feels like it's just happening. Right. Yeah. There's not, I mean, the future feels a little bit like a blank wall. (laughs) It's just coming closer to my face. Um, (laughs) There's a little bit of that. And then there's also, it's been a weird week in that it was my birthday this week also. And even when I'm not moving to another country, whenever I have a birthday, (laughs) it brings up all of the shit about like, am I doing the, am I making the right choices in my life? Am I doing what I want to be doing? Is this all right? You know, mortality, who am I spending my time with? All that kind of stuff. So it's been, so we had this party where, you know, a ton of friends from LA came out. And, and I have maintained the whole time that my beef with LA has nothing to do with the people. I love the people here very much. And I kind of just want to put them all in my suitcase and take them with me. Um, my beef is with like the weather, the expense, the driving, the commuting, the um, all of that kind of stuff. But that has nothing to do with my friends who are amazing and are the only reason I've stayed here this long. So to have a party on my birthday with so many of them showing up and saying goodbye to them. It was like the day after the birthday was like when the crying started. So there had been no crying up to this point. And, and now I'm like hair trigger crier. Um, it also really helps that I have PMS right at the same time. So like birthday PMS 72 hours out all at the same time. I love it. I love it because you know what, this is going to make like once you land, you're gonna be like, ah, sure, we have this. Like all the hard stuffs already happened. <laughs> I'm hoping that's the case. I mean, because I think that, or you're gonna bleed all. Point, you're gonna bleed all over Berlin. That's gonna be your I your know, red exactly <laughs> your red welcome. <laughs> it's like bloodbath Berlin, but um, it, it's entirely possible. I, I'm really looking forward to like a you know 12 hour flight with you know day one or two. It's awesome, but um. I think that the thing that I keep thinking about is that once we arrive, we won't have to look at every single item in the house, like a to-do list item, which is how it feels right now. Uh It's like, oh, what are we doing about that painting? What are we doing about that bookcase? And because we're not um, leaving our apartment completely empty, because people are moving into it that we know, we don't sort of have to get it completely down to zero but that means every time I look at this pile of boxes and go (gasps) I go oh no that's Jen's okay and then it's like as I walk through I wake up in the morning at four and go (gasps) and then I look at and I'm like oh I have to repack those suitcases and then I get up and go to the bathroom I go oh I gotta throw this stuff away and then I go in you know and I say oh we have to wash the covers on the sofa and then I go downstairs and say like about every single thing that I pass (laughs) and so I think that once we arrive nothing is going to be a to-do list item anymore because we're just moving into this furnished apartment and I'll be like, Oh, I can sit on that sofa. Fine. Like that's Uh what I'm really looking forward to is just to not, uh, 
feel like, oh, Jesus, I got to get this done about every item I look at. Yeah. Yeah. So in some respects, like once you get there, it'll actually be much more relaxing. You'll be able to really, I think, enjoy yourself, take some deep breaths, um, reflect on what you've done and realize that you now live in Berlin. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think I know it'll be like reflect on, do you realize what you've done? Um, (laughs) It's, I mean, I've been doing a lot of explaining about like WhatsApp to relatives who don't normally have a very strong kind of relationship with technology. (laughs) And I'm like, all you have to do is download this app. And when we get our German phone numbers, you just have to add them to your address book. You don't have to delete the other one. Um, So it's like that kind of technology, little snafu stuff. And I think we could probably do a whole episode on this because I think even in like the last year or two, there have been a lot more options in terms of managing your technology from abroad that are very Mm. inexpensive. For example, um, we originally thought we would, we didn't want to give up our U.S. numbers completely, but we also didn't want to pay for U.S. cell phone bills because they are 40 times the price of other countries' cell phone bills, Mm. Um, which we really had a lot of conversations about that when we were in the U.K., um, a few weeks ago, but, um, we met somebody whose husband, when they found out what we pay in cell phone bills in the U S they almost spit their coffee all over the table. (laughs) And my friend said of her husband, Andy pays a fiver. And we were like, what do you mean a fiver, a fiver per day? And they were like, no, it's five pounds a month. (laughs) (laughs) And then I talked to my friend who lives in Northern England. I was like, can you believe it? Is that normal? And she goes, wow, that's a really good deal. I pay like 11 pounds. And I was like, I can't, I can't deal. <laughs> so obviously we did not want to pay U.S. cell phone bills to keep our numbers. But what you can do is port your number, if it's a mobile number, into Google Voice and keep the number for nothing. Yeah. And yep. then when you go home, if you're visiting and you want to get like a burner phone, you can just forward your old number to that number and nobody knows the difference. Yep. Yep. So Google Voice doesn't work in Ireland, we found out the hard way. Yeah, because we were like, oh, Google Voice, this is the answer. This is what we're going to do. So Adam found another service that he is able to keep his U.S. number, get messages, get text messages on that number and make phone calls from that number with an app. They have a web app and a mobile app. Oh, really? What is that called? I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll put it in. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know. I should I should look then because Google Voice was our big plan. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we There's should find ways. out if it works in Germany. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look at that. But there are ways that you can that you can make that work, and that's how he does like a lot of his business calls and and whatnot is because he has an Irish number and a U.S. number, and that's how how he's made it work. And it's been nice because. For a lot of my accounts in the U.S., you need to have a U.S. number. So I've been using his number. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, we didn't want to give up the U.S. number completely. And I've had my number for over 10 years and Barry's had his for probably 15, 20 years. So it's like you don't want to lose that because so many people are connecting. And we even were like, if we just have a voicemail on that says, hey, we've moved and these are our numbers and you can reach us on WhatsApp and you can call us, you know, contact us via email. That's all fine. That that would be good. 
Yeah. 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 But it's stuff like that, that we're, you know, we went through this relationship where like, we're like, okay, today it was like every day there was like a big task and a, um, usually some kind of social, like seeing somebody mm. and cause that got us out of the house. Cause that was really helpful. Um, <laughs> that didn't always happen. There was a lot of queer eye watching. And when I ran out of queer eye episodes, cause I finished it, that was a bad point. It's <laughs> like, what do I do now? How do I motivate myself without Jonathan? Um, so you can, you can listen to his podcast. That's true. I need to start listening to his podcast. It's amazing. I know. I'm like, that's gonna get, That's actually exactly what I need to do. But um, so we had those moments. And one of them was like, go to the AT&T store and get rid of our cell phones and, you know, figure this whole thing out. And we said, well, we just want to get like a cheap flip phone and transfer our phone to that. And we figured we'd pay like 10 bucks a month. They were like, no, the cheapest plan for that is like $30 a month. We're like, oh my God. Like the cheapest plan to hold on to our numbers is is more expensive than the like really nice plan in Germany. Yeah, yeah. It's just unbelievable. I feel very strongly, <clears throat> this is the other thing. I, I feel like I, I may end up writing another book about this or maybe we just have a whole bunch of episodes about it. But I really feel in all of this process that Americans are really being lied to um, from a very young age, at least I, and it, it's not like a specific person. It's not like I had a mean teacher or something. I mean, I'm talking like systemic society where I don't know if you had this experience, but there was this pervasive attitude that was like, oh, Europe is so expensive. And, you know, you're so lucky to live in the U.S. where things are reasonable. And maybe they were in the 80s compared to other places. But now... I mean, we paid for, for example, our health insurance, which is a travel plan, which you don't have access to forever. But for the first three months that we're there until we sort out the visa situation, our health insurance for three months for two of us was cheaper than one month for one of us in the U.S. if you pay independently. Yeah, not not surprised by that. But yeah, I know. I, I know what you're saying. And then with the, I feel like with the housing and with the travel, you're right. Like people, people sort of scare you into thinking that like America is just the cheapest and easiest and and it is far from yeah, it yeah yeah it's not like, like in some respects um it's cheap and easy because you can buy anything you want at, at at any time of the day or night and have it delivered to your house okay right you may not be able to do that in Europe but guess what like being able to do that isn't necessarily the end-all be-all <laughs> And as someone who just had to get rid of so much stuff exactly. in my house, people are like, wait a minute, you're moving into a fourth floor walk up in a country that, you know, Amazon's kind of a pain and, mm -hmm. and you're not going to have a car. Like, how are you going to get stuff? We're like, that is the whole point. Yep. yep. We it's don't want to get more exactly. stuff. It's called mindful consumerism and it's amazing. <laughs> well, it's also like, once you have gotten rid of, you know, over 3000 books and you have gotten rid of all of this stuff that you bought aspirationally, like, oh, maybe that would be interesting. I'll try it rather than like borrowing something from a friend and seeing if you're really into it. And mm -hmm. I'm not advocating for people not pursuing their interests, obviously, or not diving into anything that's of interest. But, you know, you don't have to spend money on it right away in order to engage with it. And I will tell you that even if it's not to move to another country, someday you're going to have to move. Even if it's when you're 
80, you know, and you want to downsize. Yeah. And let me tell you, when you're 80, you don't want to do what we just did no. because we're, you know, 41 and 47. And we were like, I am fucking exhausted. I don't want to deal with all this stuff. So we're very grateful to have learned this lesson now. But I just feel like, you know, the message in the U.S., there's a lot of things that are stressful and hard on people, like providing for families, like the fact that childcare costs a ridiculous amount of money and the, the, you know, the government doesn't provide it at all. And, and all of these things that are not provided, particularly for families who are the most tired and the most stressed out of anybody. And then, and then you're just supposed to be like, wow, this is great. I live somewhere where everything is so easy and it's not, um, it really isn't. So I, I feel very protective of people who work really hard and don't get as much back for it as I think they should. So, I mean, for example, things like the same flights, this was a a real awakening to me recently because I was looking at, oh, if we want to come back and visit, like go to the LA Times Festival of Books next spring, you know, I was looking at arbitrary dates and I was like, wait a minute, round trip Berlin to LA and back about 500 bucks. That seems real cheap to me. So what happens if it's LA to Berlin back to LA on the same dates, same airlines, same flights, different order, $1,300. Oof. So what's that about? <laughs> like, why is it so much cheaper for people in Europe to fly to US and back? Like to the tune of 30 to 40% of the price. Yeah. Why is that? And why is nobody bitching about it? Because it's yeah. atrocious. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So we have to stop telling people this because it's like down and people are like, wait a minute. So why am I going to come visit you? (laughs) It's so much cheaper for you to come back and see us. So I feel like we need to talk about your pets. Oh, yeah. Again, (laughs) probably a whole episode in itself, but I can give you the, the cliff notes and then we can really drill down on this. Yeah, I just I think I pets mean, is a whole episode. Oh, totally. But I'm just like, they're also 72 hours out. And I know that recently, yes. there have been a lot of pictures and like texts from you at the at the vet's office. And I can only imagine that, like, in addition to it being a little stressful for everyone, there's also a price tag attached to all of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can't. I mean, we need to do an episode on money. We need to do an episode on pets. <laughs> I mean, Money, like however much you think this process is going to cost you, it's going to cost you like four times as much. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, because there is the like pet passport thing if you're taking pets, which is they have to prepare paperwork for you. Um, and you have to get vaccines in a certain order and you have to get them within a certain window beforehand. And then we found out you have to take this paperwork like over to an office near the airport, which we're lucky. There's one in LA. If we've been living in like... I don't know, some other city, we would have had to come to LA to get the paperwork stamped. Um, There's a lot of hoops to jump through. And we knew most of them. You usually know if you're a good researcher, like 85 to 90% of the deal, but Mm -hmm. it's the last 10% that's going to kick you in the ass. And um, so we were in the vet for three and a half hours because it takes them a long time to prepare the stuff and they have other people there. But in a way that was good because it it was a vet visit where they had to go in the carrier's they had to go over there. They got no shots because they had already gotten them before, but the vet just had to look at them and then say that they're healthy and put everything together. So it was like a vet visit where there was no trauma and they went into the mm-hmm. carrier 
they were a little freaked out, but then they sat in the carriage for three hours in there and nothing yep. bad happened. <clears throat> so I felt like that was a really good prep for being on yeah, a plane for like 12 hours. Yeah, it's like a trial hours. run. Trial run, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, the things I will say quickly... If you have cats, there is a book called The Trainable Cat, which will make most cat owners laugh by that title, but I have found it really helpful. And one thing that I did, we did not use the carriers that they're going on the plane with to take them to the vet so that they don't associate that with the vet. And um, I use the techniques in the book to start training them to go into the carrier, like with treats. And the most anxious cat we have has started napping all day in his carrier, so you want to, and is purring in there. So we want to associate carriers as happy places and not as scary places. So that's probably tip number one. The other thing to know if you are transporting pets, and I will have much more to say after we do this, but many airports have a private room because you have to put the cat carriers through, they have to be scanned at security. And when I did this before and I flew cross country, I had to hold both cats in my arms and take them through the thing outside of a carrier, outside of any restraint, which is terrifying. Um, and also it's terrifying for the cats because there's like thousands of people around and you, you know, it's just not good. So what they determined, I guess somebody's pet ran off or there was just a problem with this, that they have a private room. You go into the private room, you take the pets out of the carriers, they go scan the carriers and bring them back to you um, so that there's no risk of anybody running off. And it's also a lot less scary for them. Yeah. So oh. I had at least two people at my job, as well as the vet say, make sure you ask for the private room. So enough people have brought this up that I feel like it's actually going to happen. <laughs> um, and I think it'll be a lot better. So that's sort of what's going on with them. I mean, for the large part, they don't know what's going on. I mean, there's also just because if you're moving out of a house and you're moving all your stuff around and there's about a, a lot of stuff out, we did have one of our cats ate a piece of plastic and then had to spend a night in the ER, which is not cheap. And then um, the other one, they broke into a cabinet, knocked the dog's medicine down and the dog ate three months worth of his arthritis meds and had to spend two nights in the ER, also not cheap. <laughs> So, um, these are the kind of things where however much you think the move is going to cost logically, even if you make a budget, like things happen and you're like, Oh, great. And it's easier to get your mind around this if you have a lot of savings. And it's also easier to get your mind around this if you're moving to a place where many things are less expensive. So we keep yeah. saying to ourselves, okay, this really sucks, but we're not going to have a car payment mm. anymore. Or, yep. oh, this really sucks, but our rent is going to be half what it is now. So as soon as you can think those kinds of things, or yep. even if it's a philosophical reason you're moving, like, okay, this really sucks, but I'm finally going to be able to pursue this interest that I have, or I'm finally going to be able to follow this dream that I have, then it's right. easier to deal with that. Or you're finally going to be able to put on a sweater. Like, I know you're excited exactly. to put on a sweater. <laughs> I know. Although it's like, I think it's, it's really warm. I think it's 28C yeah. in Berlin right now, so... <laughs> It might be, or, you know, like high, high 80s Fahrenheit for the Fahrenheit listeners. But um, so that's oh. sort of, I mean, that's sort of where we are. It's just a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of stuff. And then it's emotional because, again, if yeah. you live in a city where you have lots of friends or you have family there, like my brother is here with my little niece and nephew and she's three and he's one, you know, so it's going to be different when we see them next. So that's, that's tough. Yeah. Um, 
But at the same time, I mean, you read things like, okay, yeah. I think about the artist way or the one where it's like, okay, well, do you know how old I'm going to be by the time I learn how to play cello? They're like, yeah, the same age you'll be if you don't. And (laughs) it's at a certain point, even if we go for three to five years or we go for two years or, you know, whatever, like we have to know. And we've wanted to do this for years. Yep. So you kind of have to know eventually. And you may be like, I mean, you didn't know how long you were going to stay and you just, you just booked in for another two years. Basically. Yeah. And the thing is like when you, once you are in Berlin and you are settling in and you are like discovering this new life and, and all of this stuff, it like, it all makes, you'll forget about how hard it was. Do you know? I feel like it's just like childbirth. Like a few years. I know. I was going to say. I have a baby. The memories will start fading. Yeah. But you'll be like, oh, yeah, the move. Sure. Like like me. Like I can't remember very much from that time. And I feel like it's probably better that I can't remember very much from that time. But like, you know, it's hard. You know that you've like worked your ass off and you've put everything into it. And that's what's going to get you there. And that's what the big payoff is. So like, it's going to be amazing. I think it also helped. I mean, this seemed insane at the time, mm-hmm. but we had booked like a two and a half week trip to the UK right in the middle of the period when we were going to be moving. So it was like, I had two weeks after I left my job, then we had this trip and then we had like two and a half weeks when we got back from the UK to finish up and leave. And I think if we hadn't done it that way, it it might've just destroyed us because <laughs> we got to go and not think about it for a little while. And that was uh-huh. made it more like a two week sprint of packing and then like uh-huh. a two week downtime. And then like, a, this is the final two week sprint and being able to, you know, go to Edinburgh and London and, um, the peak district in England and see friends. And it was just like, Oh, all of this place, all of these places are now like Portland is to us in LA. Like they're all like a weekend trip, all of these places. And that was super motivating and really helpful. Yep. So I have a question for you. Um, Yeah. In terms of self-care, what have you, have you been able to carve out any time to take care of yourself during this entire process? I would say I'm probably not the best example of doing a good job of that. <laughs> it's like a big day. But the other day, Barry was like, wow, your hair looks good. I'm like, yeah, I showered. Um, so, But I that mean, can be I self-care, think, like taking a shower, taking that time. Like that's... Yeah, that's... taking a shower is good. You'll feel like you don't have time to do anything. I mean, I haven't really done very much. I mean, I would say the most self-care thing I've done is to to kind of realize that I had to set limits on some things. Like Uh ever since I started the secret library podcast, I have never missed a week of releasing an episode. And even one period where I got a little burned out, we just did reruns for a month and um, we're just taking September off and we're not going to release episodes in September and we're going to start again in October. Yep. Um, I'm going to send a little message this coming Thursday and to say, hi, we're on a plane right now and we'll be back October 1st. Thank you very much. (laughs) Like that's pretty much all I've got. So I think setting limits can be a form of self-care. And the other thing is I'm planning for things when I arrive. Like, um, there's a place in Berlin that's, it's so Berlin. It's called the Liquidrome and it is a, um, it's, it's like a sauna, hot tub kind of massage kind of place but Mm -hmm. because it's Berlin it's like there's this 
oculus window and you can like see the moon through it and you can like float in the thing and you can hear music underground that's like ambient it's it's you know versus la where i go to this like korean spa that's like really bare bones utilitarian but um so it's different there but a friend of mine is actually coincidentally going to be on vacation in berlin the first like probably arrives four days after we get there um and is staying in the airbnb we had for our honeymoon so it's really cute we'll get to see it but um (laughs) I was like, will you please go to the liquor drum with me? Because I need to soak in hot water and sit in a sauna and, and like get this crunk out of my muscles. Yeah. So yeah. anticipatory self-care is a thing um, mm. I've learned. For Even sure. if you can't do it in the moment. Yeah, but just knowing you have that that scheduled and ready to go, like that's huge. So I did something similar I, right after we moved. My birthday was not was a few weeks after we got here, and Adam got me a gift certificate to a place in Dublin that has the, you know, the the floating in the water thing. It's like the what? Oh, the floatarium. Yeah, the yeah the sensory deprivation oh. thing. And it was amazing because I went in by like I think I went in with them, and then they went and hung out and did something else. But I went and just floated for an hour. And it's like I got and it's in the middle of like the downtown Dublin. So it's crazy. And you get done and you're feeling like super kind of like blissed out and relaxed. And then you walk out the door and you're right in the middle. Like there's just crazy energy. And I was like, oh, my God, here it is. Like I live in Ireland. (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So that's excellent. I think it's fantastic that you're doing that. Yeah, I think the I mean, there's that piece. And then the other thing I think is staying connected with people who've had similar experiences, so that you don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm having screwed up dreams. And I'm waking up at 430 in the morning, feeling a sense of panic. And does this mean I'm not doing the right thing? And to know that like, oh, no, that's just part of the process. That's like saying, oh, this really hurts. Does this mean I'm not supposed to be having a baby? (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like, no, it's pretty well established that childbirth hurts. So I think it's similar in that you will freak out. You will cry. You will need to watch Queer Eye. All of these things will happen. Um, But I think that if it wasn't sad to leave, it would mean that this time in L.A. had been a waste. And I know that it hasn't been. But it also means that it's, I mean, I, I've known that it's time for me to leave. I found a journal actually that was like wedged under my bedside table as I was cleaning. That was from 2016 to 2017. And I started reading it last night, which is really interesting. I had another weird dream in there that I had solved a serial killer murder. And as a result, I like got inducted into a Harry Potter society. I was like, I have no memory of this dream, but that's so great. Um, and so I... I was reading it and it was all this stuff about like, uh, I'm doing this job and it's really hard and I have to work so many hours to make this work. And it was like all the reasons why I was like, no, I can't live in a city that's as expensive as LA. It's not worth it to me. So all of those reasons were right there. So that was really validating. Yep. Yep. And you know what I realized thinking about 72 hours out. So when we left from Denver, we went to spend a week in North Carolina with Adam's sister and then we left from North Carolina to Dublin and about 24 hours, I don't know if it was the morning before we left for the airport or like the night before, I had a complete breakdown, like complete breakdown. I was sobbing in the corner, like looking at the suitcases and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is the biggest mistake I've ever made in my entire life. 
why are we why are we doing this i'm taking my family to another country like it was great and i've been fine up until that point right i just like i felt really good super secure and it just all came out and i was talking to my meditation coach and she's like yeah of course you're gonna have like a major breakdown like this is huge it's to be expected and you know what you get through it and you get on the plane and you go (laughs) yeah so i yeah like it's you're doing something big like of course there's going to be a lot of emotion and there's going to be some big stuff that comes out of it but like you're still going you're still going to get on the plane and you're still going to do it yeah I think it's it's that there is brain denial that happens and I notice these two things happening which is like oh yeah I'm just gonna live in Berlin but uh, like I'm not really gonna live in Berlin you know it's like your brain has this whole like oh yeah 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 and you you visualize yourself like in the U.S at some event and people are like, where do you live? And you're like, oh, Berlin or like for you, like in Dublin, you know? And it's like, oh, that's cool. And you're like, but why am I in the US in this vision? <laughs> because I don't <laughs> live there anymore. You know, it's like there's these weird little glitches and where you, you I just don't have yet a brain framework of visual references of me doing stuff there. I mean, I have some, I mean, we know which grocery store we like. We, we have our favorite brand of German toothpaste. Like we have all of these things in place, which is, I think more than you had getting to Dublin. Like we know what neighborhood we like. We know, you know, we, we even, if, if somebody said you can, you know, wish anything you want about your life in Berlin, we would be like, great, we have visas and we live on Diefenbachstrasse near the Südstern stop in Kreuzberg in Berlin. We know what street we like, what block. We know it. <laughs> and um, we also know that, that you know we're open to other things. But if somebody could ask us and make it happen and wave a wand, that's what we would want. So if anyone listening can do that, please let us know. Um, so we have those references. But we don't have the, like, you know, paying the rent reference. You know, like, every day kind of yeah. I'm really a resident and not a tourist kind of references, which yeah. we'll build as we go. Yep, yep. And then you start getting into routine and you're like, oh, my God, this is my life in Berlin. Yep. Yep. Oh, you're doing it. I'm so excited. Thank you. (laughs) No, it's very helpful. It's very helpful to know other people who have done the same. I can't recommend that enough to other people is even if you don't know people in your own social circle, like check out expat forums or whatever and, and connect with other people who have done it. So that you don't feel crazy and you can kind of, you know, check in. It makes a big difference. Yes, totally agree. The more help you can get in this process, it will, while you still might feel really tired and really crazy, at least you'll have some sort of support system and that's vital. Yeah, I mean, there isn't like a what to expect when you're expatriating book, unfortunately. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) <laughs> yet there there maybe there should be we can we can maybe work on that but um but you kind of have to yeah there are certain things like just because you're feeling panicked I think everyone tells me doesn't mean it's a terrible idea <laughs> so do you think the next time well I I know the answer to this the next time we record an episode you're going to be in Berlin I will Oh my God, that's going to make time zone scheduling so much easier. (laughs) So much easier, man. So much easier. I know. The other thing that's really nice is, yeah, time zones in some ways actually do get easier for me. I mean, in terms of recording my show, much easier. Clients is actually easier. Um, It's amazing how you think it's going to be a pain and some things are just not. Yep. Totally. Yeah. 
So we'll, I'll, I'll see you all on the other side. Yes, you will. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. I know that time is time is of the essence for you at the moment. And so I appreciate you taking time to chat today. Um, like I said, I think it'll be really good to listen back to this in a year and laugh at yourself a little bit. Oh, totally. Definitely. It was a good <laughs> idea. I was like, oh, and then I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. We should do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well then listen, um, thanks everyone for listening. And next time we talk, uh, Caroline and Barry are going to be Berliners, German Berliners. (laughs) We're going to be donuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, we will, we will speak to you from Berlin. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to GTFO pod for show notes, links, and other fun things head to gtfopod.com. You can stay in touch with us on social media with the hashtag GTFOPod. See you next time.